0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. John chapter 1 is where we are. We're talking about... The essence of Christmas is light. Is light. Do you know that you and I were born physically uh, with some darkness on the inside of our inner man? We didn't know the Lord. Ephesians 2 says that we were walking in darkness and under the influence of the Prince of the Power of the Air. The Bible says that Jesus is God's light. And let's look at it here in chapter 1 of St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a person. The Word was God. He, He, not it, He was in the beginning with God, Jesus. All things were made through Him. Jesus was the creative agent of the Godhead. Without him nothing was made that was made, and in him was life, and the life was the what? Light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend that word in Greek is catalumbano, and it not only means did not understand it also means did not overpower and did not extinguish. The darkness was no match for the light. Skip on down here we're introduced to uh, John the Baptist and in verse 8 he, John, was not the light but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which is gives light to every man when he comes into the world. And he, Jesus, was in the world and the world was made by him and the world didn't know him. He came to his own and his own didn't even receive him. Verse 12, but as many as received him, everybody say, that's me, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Light. We said last week, and by the way, briefly, of a summary that light is essential for life. Genesis one: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And God said, "Let there be what." God is light, and He releases, creates and releases light. It's the essence of his being. Okay, now turn back with me to first John chapter one. First John chapter one. Now under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Saint John and First John were both penned through the Holy Spirit by the same John. In fact, first, second, and third John, and the Gospel of St. John. So the Lord used this man to write a whole lot of the New Testament, didn't he? Okay, and let's take a look here in verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him. 1 John 1, 5. And declare to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. He dwells in unapproachable light, the scripture says. When the Lord appeared through an angel to the shepherds on that first Christmas, it was blinding light. When Saul was living in darkness and he came into contact with Jesus, when he said, Lord, who are you, Lord? What knocked him off his horse? Blinding light. The character of God, is very essence of his being, is light. It's clarity. It's truth. It's integrity. it's, It's everything that is in the essence of light. And we said last week that when we're born again, remember what happened to Adam and Eve? The light went out when they chose to follow the devil and disbelieve. But we've got to be born again, and when we, by faith, through the grace of God, receive Jesus, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us, and the light comes back on. God's light. We see things we never could see before. We have a clarity that we've never had before. The very life of God is the light of God. Remember what we just read? In him was life, and the life was the light. When the Holy Spirit of God comes to live on the inside of us, there is God's light there. I said last week, maybe it would be helpful to us to, to think of it like this. That in the living room, the center of the home of our life, there comes the light of God in the person of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. But we have to have a choice to stay in the living room and listen And abide and walk in that light. Because what we have a tendency to do is to live in a closet instead of the living room. To stay somewhere where it's dark. Now don't misunderstand me. Uh, Living out of that light can sometimes be the most comfortable for a while. It can be the most enjoyable for a while. But when we when we begin to live in darkness, when we begin to and it's and it's real easy. It's real All it takes is not consulting the Lord of the house. Trying to fix your kids yourself. Trying to make you you responsible for your financial well-being and, and your security trying to make you believe that you are the only one who is your defender instead of allowing the your advocate with you the see it's real easy to start thinking in darkness why just a refusal to allow the lord that's in the middle of the house to be in on the conversation what do you think about this lord Any direction? What should I do? Holy Spirit, help me to understand, why am I feeling like this? It's easy. It's easy to not sit with the light of life and seek what he wants to do, where he's going, how he's feeling. But to walk in the light means that we have to focus on our inner man where the Spirit is life. Uh, We talked about last time about how we not only have to go back to the center and focus in worship and the Word of God, we have to discipline our soul. I took you to Psalm 42 and 43 um, last week. What what, what, What did God say about David? He was a man after what? Is that high praise or what? Where else do you see that in the Bible? That David was a man after God's own heart. But in Psalm 42 and 43, David had to talk to himself because he was in such a hurt. He was in such a place. Boy, it seemed like there was no light. Oh, you don't remember that? You just remember David was a man after God's own heart and the mightiest, most famous ruler of all Israel. The man in whose lineage Jesus was born. You don't remember what he was going through? I know you've got some deep stuff. Let me tell you about the man after God's own heart and this man who said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you so much in chaos within me? Hope in God, I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. Things are bleak and dark right now, but I shall yet praise him. Are you being able to say that in your pain? Let me tell you about David. Oh, you just think of him as a mighty king. The hurt in David's family was beyond anything in this room. I'll tell you that. David had a son Boy, I hate hate to even say this. David had a son who raped his own sister. Raped his daughter. And then the other son killed that son. So now David has had a rape among his children and a murder from one son to the other. I'm not finished yet. David had another son named Absalom who was so rebellious and self-centered that he led an army, a rebellion, to kill his own daddy and remove him as king over Israel. Now what we're going through doesn't seem quite so deep. That was David's family. David said... Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you so full of pain and chaos? I will hope in God. I shall yet praise him. He is the help of my countenance and my God. I want to tell you something. God still has his eye on you. The light is not out. You may not be able to see it very brightly. But the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not extinguish it. just thought you might want to know a little bit about this man. We talked about how we've got to speak to our own self. And then we talked about how even in the natural in the physical, we have to take steps because, you know, we live in a body. I, I, I told you it's very important to, to be in the presence of natural light. Man, these are the shortest days of the year. I don't know about you, but I do not like this time change stuff. There's more darkness this time of year in the natural than there is any other time of year. But i got some good news for you. Beginning December 22nd, under 10 days, one minute at a time, it'll start going back the other way. But I recommended to you that you, if you have to, get a light machine. Uh, open window, get natural light, change the atmosphere as best you know how. I told you about my little escapades up and down the Coosa River and on golf courses and everything. Do you know, and there's a whole lot of people in ministry who listen to us, let me tell you something, God has called you to help people in crisis but you better find something you can do to change the atmosphere and get some diversion in your life or you will burn out. Ministers all over this nation are burning out every day. And one reason is because they don't find any diversion. And that's not wisdom. You can't stand darkness and pressure all the time. You can't do it. So change the atmosphere as best you know how and don't feel guilty about it. The light. Why is it that it's so difficult sometimes for us to walk in the light? Well, let's turn back here to St. John chapter 3. I want to show you this. St. John chapter 3. We all know the third chapter of John, especially verse 16, God so loved the world, hallelujah, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever lives and believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God didn't send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he doesn't believe. He hasn't entered into life. Verse 19, now watch this. This is the condemnation. This is the darkness. Light has come into the world in Jesus. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Why is it that sometimes we gravitate away from the light? Well, sometimes as believers it's because we just get locked into our own comfort zone and we don't invest in worship, in the Word of God, and we don't invest in prayer and, and in the things of God. We don't spend time in the living room of our soul. We don't, we, we don't do it. And uh, we, we, we begin to get comfortable, and then we, we get complacent. And unfortunately, we begin to make choices, love darkness rather than light. Why don't we want to come to the light of the truth? Why don't we want to hear The truth, why don't we want the light to come and expose our motives, our words, our deeds, our thoughts? Why do we run from the light? It says we love darkness rather than light. Why would we do that? It's because we're operating under the influence of a deceiver. Jesus said, John 8, 44, that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. He can't even tell the truth. It's not in his nature. So when I don't come to the light and expose how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what kind of choices I'm making, when I won't come to the light, it means I'm operating under the influence of the deceiver. I'm operating in deception what's dangerous about that is at first that deception can just, I can just be lured into but James oh boy, James 1.22 tells us something dangerous and you know what it says? Don't just be a hearer of the word. If you just hear the word and don't act on the word you deceive yourself. What happens is the more I don't come into the light and expose my motives to the light and the Word of God and His truth, when I go by what the world standard is, when I go by how everybody else, even when I go by the religious masses that don't think anything about certain things, when I don't come to the light of God's character and His Word, I start deceiving myself. Now I'm in danger. Because I won't allow myself to tell me the truth. I won't allow anybody else to tell me the truth. Because I am so deceptive, I have convinced myself that I'm walking in the light when it's obvious I'm walking in darkness. Danger, danger, danger. Why is that dangerous, Pastor? Because when we walk in deception and don't come into the light, we are now, even as believers, listen to me now, listen very carefully. When we choose to walk out of the light of the Spirit's presence and witness, now we're in the devil's territory because darkness is his domain. Uh Uh-oh. I want everybody to listen to me. And I know we have people listening all over When you walk out of the light and you choose to stay in the darkness, you're in the devil's territory and he is going to put a hurt on you. Did you hear me? He's going to put a hurt on you. John 10.10, Jesus says his intents are he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, that's not a very good word, pastor. I don't guess it's, it's the truth. If you stay in the devil's territory, don't be deceived into thinking that he just is your buddy. He is going to put a hurt on you and those you love. The light. Walking in the light. When we walk in that darkness, and understand this, that the very description of Jesus about hell is outer darkness. Did you know that? That's what Jesus calls hell, outer darkness, darkness. Our walk with the light is serious, folks. It's a serious thing. It ain't to be playing around with. Walking in the light. But I got some good news for you. <laughs> Turn with me to Colossians 1.13. This is powerful. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 1, 13, He, Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Do you know that God's broken the power of darkness off of you if you just walk in it? If you just walk in the light, the power of that darkness and outer darkness has been broken off of you. Go write one more for 1 Peter, First Peter chapter 2. Listen to this, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Talking about believers. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you God. That the light. The domain. Of believers. Is light. Now in closing. I want to go back. I told you I'm talking short these days. I want to go back to John 1. What a powerful. And precious promise John one is. Let's look at it again. I want us to look in verse 4 and 5. Talking about Jesus coming into this world. This is what we celebrate, especially this time of year. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overpower or extinguish nor understand it. I can tell you, I know for sure that light is far more powerful than darkness, and I can tell you, I know for sure that regardless of what you go through, you can't go through anything that's more empower, more powerful than the light of God's presence and his power and in in closing today I want to tell you about something I just want to talk to you one of the greatest days of my life was after 13 years when Dina called to let me know that we had a child on the way a precious son The darkest day of my life came in August of 2003. On that day in a hospital room in Birmingham, I said some things that were a vow. You know what a vow is? A vow is when there's a witness between heaven and earth. It's holy and sacred. You don't ever do that lightly. I stood in that hospital room watching Bryant's last breaths on this earth. The whir of machines And I made a vow between heaven and earth. And I spoke words that in his spirit I know he heard. That in his body he was, his spirit heard. And heaven and earth bore witness. And I made a vow. That as long as I live and have breath I would never allow anybody who listened to me to forget what an incredible, remarkable gift he was and is and that I would never ever let anybody forget who would listen to me. The power of his life, his incredible perseverance, his warrior spirit, all that he means to me, I can't possibly go through that. But once a year, every year, for now these 17 years. I have fulfilled my vow. This week is Brian's birthday. And, Brian, if the Lord is allowing you to listen, I want you to know how dearly your mom and I still love you. We look forward to the day when our faith becomes sight. And I want to tell you that the mark that you have made on our lives and our ministry still shines bright and still makes a difference in what has now become thousands of people over these 17 years who have listened. God had a different assignment for you we don't question him, but I want you to know we will see you soon. For so many days and nights, the light seemed out. It seemed nobody was listening. It seemed like Father God was way long away. In a search for answers, there seemed to be none. We went away for quite a while and studied what we would ever do next there was so much faith and encouragement and belief broken to pieces as far as hope understanding shattered There's one thing I can tell you beyond any shadow of a doubt in you know, all of that darkness and pain, you're not supposed to bear your children. The light didn't go out. And I became great friends with the wonderful promise of Proverbs where it says, A broken reed he will not break. In a dimly burning wick, he will not extinguish. You may think that there's nothing but darkness. You're wrong. There shines a light on the inside of you if you're a believer. that you can get in such a place of pain that you may not even see that light, but I promise you it's still there. And there's nothing wrong with that light. You will see it again. You will feel it again. You will walk in it again. And it will become the most powerful thing that keeps you going. It's the light. The presence of Jesus. I made a vow before heaven and earth. And I fulfilled it. And I will continue to as long as I live. thank you for the light. The glory of that light is in the face of your Son, Jesus, who shines brighter and brighter in the darkness of this world. We thank you that there is nothing or no one that can take that light from us, not life situations and hurts, not anybody else with flesh and blood, not even the devil or the kingdoms or darkness. We praise you for the light. We honor and glorify you that you're our king and our God. Show us, Holy Spirit, where we're not walking in the light. And draw us back, Father, into the knowledge of the truth. Thank you for your mercy and your marvelous grace that even when we didn't want to listen you continued to pursue thank you oh God that you're listening to the petitions of our heart that you know the hurts and pains that we carry a bruise on our soul however it looks like but we thank you that the light is greater than anything we'll walk through until we're in that presence of an light forever and ever how we thank you and praise you oh god we give you glory and honor and thanks that you loved us enough to send your son to this dark world shine in the darkness of our hearts how we bless you and give you thanks today in the precious and holy name of Jesus our life, and our light. Amen. Amen. You don't want to miss next Sunday, this time of worship. Holy Communion, we'll see you then. God bless you. We love you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.